fate of the universe on the line. I want Iguodala. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. All star, not star, mixed signals aplenty. Uh, all signs point to a mixed bag. On a month, the nation was rocked by a Fenty. Episodes come and go, but relationships are forever. Sneezes come and go, but the NBA fever? No, never. This, that, and more to be discussed today on the Hashtag Ball is NBA podcast. Your favorite NBA podcast in an Indian accent. Before we begin, as always, please like, share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe to the in channel wherever you are listening to us. This is a reshoot as last week. Uh, technical difficulties grappled with us and caused us to lose out on an episode. Uh, this week in the NBA, the curse of the best team being unable to beat the worst team continued. Uh, Mavs shot themselves in the foot with a shooting display which could put Michael Kidd Gilchrist to shame. And everyone worth the name talked about how the All-Star game should be scrapped this year. Speaking of bad ideas, I've got with me as always. Uh, someone who wants to visit Bihar, much like Alexander. Someone who wants to shot Google, much like Ponzi. And someone who wants to play defense, much like Lamar Stevens. My co-host Vinny Devaya, Vinith. Welcome back and uh, let us tell us how Na- week two or three in Macedonia is going. It was good. I went to Serbia, which was fun, uh, which is as similar as Macedonia, okay. uh, but it's a different country. So, uh, Isn't Serbia where your favorite guy is from? Novak Djokovic? Jokic is not from no, Serbia? That, Jokic. Jokic is not Serbian, right? Is he? Is he? Well, I don't know. Go. I think he is. No. Ooh, why not? Where is Jokic from? I think he is from, uh, I think, Croatia, no? Not Croatia. Serbia. Yeah, Nikola Jokic is a Serbian basketball Serbia. player. Serbia? Yeah. Oh my god, oh no. I feel bad now. I could have done some. some modern uh, day Tim Duncan. Yeah. Actually, modern day Tim Duncan is Steph Curry. Oh. The, we, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about this thing. Okay, we need, yes. uh, as you know, yes. we uh, definitely have a uh, guest, a guest star with us, a guest star mm-hmm. who... We do we do have a guest. Is he, is he a guest or is he a regular? He is almost a host. He is uh, that regular. Almost on the a host. Uh, I, I think he heard about uh, Karan taking over as the first three-time guy. So he's like, no, I need to also be one of the first three-time people on this pod. And uh, we appreciate yes. such yes. Uh, love for the pod. So I'll not waste any time. Such competition to be, <laughs> you know, a guest on our pod. Absolutely. We, we feel the love. We can feel it inside. Okay. All right. On the eve of Valentine's Day, how apt that our guest tonight is one of the true lovers of this podcast. Him and I share the pseudonym of Basketball Babas. And him and Vinita are proud growers of the most unshaggy beards in Indian basketball scene. One of the unofficial best men slash names I know. Please put your hands together and welcome the official Jonathan Rago. I, I mean, I was, I, I heard the intro and I was going to say that, well, technically speaking, I'm the best guest you guys have in an Indian, Indian accent. So, uh, I, I love, <laughs> oh, for sure. I love, no, no, I love current, I love current, but all those tips to the, uh, to the US are uh, giving him an accent and, you know, I think, I think that, that spots mine, man. I think all of us have unique uh, attributes. All of our three-time guests, both of them. Uh, so that's oh Ashwin. oh so politically correct. Ashwin is already uh, a media uh, personality. Uh, huh? Ashwin, 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 you will fit right into the uh, current U.S. government. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, would, we got we get into politics. 
no politics on this podcast sadly because uh, both of uh, there's 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 no chance there's no chance politics is politics. banned politics is like on the down low we hint at it we will never call it out i think i think we guys have got so much more to discuss in politics leave, leave the absolutely. politics to the politicians <laughs> absolutely and it's good to see you guys man uh, good to be back actually and uh, congratulations on all the success man i i remember when you guys were uh, just getting your feet off the ground and i reached out to vinith and then ashwin came to the office as well that time i was busy with a bunch of other things and to see you guys grow from uh, two random guys recording some random stuff to actually now having this kind of a platform impressive still random but yeah, thank, thank you so still much still random <laughs> also mean, platform is not as platform is airmeets.com it's it's shout out to airmeets air shout out to airmeet but uh, that that's modesty and that's your right absolutely you, know, you have to be always modest but uh, congratulations on all success man and good to be back uh, we, we you, are glad you. that you could make some time for us i, I think we had reached out to you uh, two weeks ago but timings and things did not oh really come on out. man don't, don't don't throw him under the bus <laughs> like this but timings did not work out for anyone both of us by all no, okay. <laughs> you can you can you can throw everybody who works in indian basketball under the bus because uh, we just don't we 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 are so broke that we are constantly trying to make money we don't have the time for each other sometimes so it's okay man i am i'm i'm absolutely cool to throw under the bus for doing some other work making some money this was not day. really thrown under the bus till vinith uh, said oh, those words so this is this is absolutely vinith's uh, i had term. to <laughs> i had to i had to earn money somewhere else so i could have the free time to do this podcast Oh, shots fired! <laughs> shots fired! Uh, but good, uh, good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, and and how, how's uh, how's life treating you? You're 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 in Goa right now? Cause... Yeah, I'm in Goa, but not not in the way most people think. Uh, you live oh, in no. Goa, right? Everybody, no. like that's the funny part. I've I've been in Goa now for the better part of two years, and every time I tell somebody I'm based in Goa, they're like, "Oh man, you must have a fantastic life." I said no I don't live in the goa that you live in when you come here for one week I actually have to earn a living yeah. <laughs> too so I've been I've been in goa now for 2 years and mm. I have been to a beach not the a beach uh, a grand total of maybe 5 times okay. and I live in goa like oh, the wow. beach is a, a 10 minute drive from my house So yeah that's the thing everybody thinks goa is great but it's a beautiful place to be in for sure hey goa is great oh it is absolutely but also the, yeah but also it's not a right. it's not a 24 hour party i have friends who visit goa all the time and you know when they're like oh come let's go party i was like no it's a weekday for me i have to work <laughs> she was like what do you mean yeah. work man let's go party so, okay so but yeah, yeah life's been I good remember. man um uh, pandemic was uh, 2020 was actually an extremely good year for me uh, i'm oh, less wow. that way so It's hard for me to relate to people who said that it was a tough year for them, and my heart does. My heart goes out to them, but uh, not in a bad way. I just can't empathize with it, and I, I do. I do realize that it was a tough year for a lot of people. But fortunately for me, I mean, God's been great. Uh, 2020 was a fantastic year, and hoping 2021 is uh, better than that. Maybe yeah, maybe 2019 was really shitty for you. Let's let's put it oh, in that yes. in perspective. Yes, ah, yes. Oh, okay. 2019. I would say end of. 2018. So it is relative to 2019 and 2018. 2020 was wow. Correct. You know, so imagine how bad 2018 and 2019 was when pandemic is like this is the best year I have. Absolutely, it's like when you are starving and uh, you know a dish of karela is like wow the best food ever made. Wow, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we need. I don't think. 
<laughs> no offense to all the karela lovers there uh, just saying there you know yeah, just to be yeah. just to be political. i don't know i, I think little bit political incorrectness is where i fuck yeah. karela man i don't want i don't want don't want no, the karela no, no, mandalam no. to come after yeah. me or something like <laughs> we'll not tell them where you are in goa we'll just tell them north goa somewhere <laughs> uh, and jojo have you been following the nba this year have you been uh, because so, i mean there's not much national basketball to follow so yes <laughs> that's a slight but you are right 100% it's, it's true there is no national basketball to follow forget yeah, there's nothing yeah. i mean we are just going for the fiba cup qualifiers so mm-hmm. um so i i mean i have been following the season i just haven't been following the storylines um like i said 2020 was uh, a great year in terms of work and a lot of that has now spilled over to 2021 so i'm work's been keeping me extremely busy which is which is a good thing because it's good work but it's tough because it's take it's keeping me away from following storylines in the nba i i i obviously followed the season but which is why i requested you to kind of share what we are talking about so that at least i can just refresh my memory on what's the conversation around this stuff um so i have been following the season this some and it's it's probably it's ironic because it's one of the hardest seasons to follow right there's so much happening and yeah so much unpredictability uh, you have no clue what's going to happen tomorrow quite literally I mean in the case of Kevin Durant you have no clue what's going to happen next quarter right uh, yeah so are you in you know, are you out like what is going on yeah it's like what am i playing do you have covid then, yeah, i don't have covid and then tweet from there saying free me like yeah, like you know so that was crazy. so it's it's so i have been following the season but the storylines um i i refresh myself over the last 48 hours that we spoke and um, you know glad to uh, carry on this chat with you guys Yeah and obviously you get most of your basketball stuff from Bollywood way right obviously. 100% obviously obviously is is there a check we see, we see, a, we see you a huge spike in goa every time you know yeah is there is there a check coming in the mail i was oh i was not well, supposed to say that okay no, 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 cut 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 <laughs> Uh, okay so uh, since uh, since uh, I, i don't know if you heard this but uh, vinith had recently been to serbia and he forgot that uh, serbia's most important export i mean i, I guess uh, jokovic is the best one but uh, second biggest export is uh, nikola his favorite nikola jokic and um, we can't talk about nikola jokic and not talk about the mvp race right which is the mvp race in the nba this season we've got right. uh, lebron james we've got jokic we've got embiid Steph Curry I feel should be in that conversation it's he's having Thank like you. a uh, okay okay then uh, let's uh, hear Jonathan Thank you. your I mean, choices <laughs> why 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 isn't anybody talking about Steph Curry's season enough i mean yeah see there are there are two storylines with the curry thing and i'll come back to jokic right there's one there's one section of one section of fans that say that he his success depends a lot on what clay thompson and Igadala when you know the championship season or Durant did and that's valid right, right? right there is absolutely no doubt you you cannot take away what those guys did for the championships that Curry has and you absolutely. know which cements his legacy the larger thing right but at the same time now he doesn't have any of that help right there is there is technically no help Kelly Oubre is playing far under his potential yeah. or maybe this is his yeah. potential and we just overestimated it um he's got some bright spots in wiseman and pascal and you know david raymond green he's i'm playing. coming i'm coming to green i'm coming to green oh, and okay. i could feel that he was coming to green yeah there i i venith mean, venith and i can go back and forth on green we don't even need you for this conversation but <laughs> um, but so so there is some there are some bright spots um green 
has been spectacular in the month of february i actually i think i somebody had put it up on facebook and i actually just went and researched i, I didn't even know this was a fact and then i realized greens um, second in the nba in assists for the month of february yeah. with yeah. nearly 12 assists he's behind trey young and for the season he is ahead of dr and fox and malcolm brogdon he's number 7 or number 8 in the league which is fantastic and this is a guy who every i mean yes he's not the flashy scorer and i don't think he intends to be his problem is that he talks like he's one and that's another thing like his he's his vocality if that's the word his vocality makes him seem like as though he's this um high scoring michael jordan yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> i mean i think i think he's got more chops than michael jordan in terms of vocality but he does a lot of good stuff on the court and yeah that being yeah. said you can't take away what curry is doing uh, curry is dropping 30 a game if i'm not mistaken now i think just yesterday yep, 31 game. almost 30.6 or something like that and he's averaging just 30 34 minutes a game which is i i just checked uh, before this podcast he's uh, he's 28th in the league in minutes played so for somebody who is doing that and to have his team in ninth position where everybody by the way everybody even now writes off the warriors completely from making the playoffs and i can see their argument i'm not here to make an argument for the playoffs warriors making the playoffs because again we don't know with co- injuries were always an unreliable thing to make your predictions on but covid's made it 10 times worse mm-hmm. but if these guys sneak into the playoffs they say the 7th or 8th seed i think he has a legit case right uh, i'm not saying whether yeah. he, i'm not saying he wins it but it's a legit case Oh. Uh, we I I think personally that you know this is just as uh, as much of a heroic heroic effort as Westbrook had in 16 where it's just one no. man doing everything no. I, I, I'm not talking about no. I'm not ta- okay. <laughs> no no <laughs> No, no, Westbrook, not? Westbrook is bonkers. Westbrook, no, why, Westbrook why, is why not? Why not? Why not? That's a historic season where he took OKC. See, to see, there, there are two. See, there are two two parts of it. One is the the reason he got the MVP was because of the triple double. Mm. Right. Mm. It wasn't necessarily that he took them to the playoffs. The, taking them to the playoffs was a part of it, but if the he had majority not taken them was, to the playoffs, I don't think he would have got it. Yes, yes, but the 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 part of where you know like he kind of. Uh, cemented it is because he had the first triple double ever since Oscar Robertson and he was doing like 30 30 30 points yeah, yeah. Uh, he was leading the right. league in scoring 10 points but, 10 but, rebounds but but the, the it's a, it's not about how much points you score it's how you score it. right right no it's not right and, i mean no no it is fine you you go for it you go for it then i'll come back <laughs> and, and let's be honest steven adams used to let him take all the rebounds <laughs> Why? Why is that? Let's be honest about this. Okay, I, I, you, no, you, you go for it. Go for it. I'll tell you. Just tell for you. The, from a significant, from a significance of a triple double, right? When when your uh, when your big guy is like, all right, just take all the rebounds. I'll just box out, right? So it it kind of really dilutes that whole part down. And I think with Steph Curry, I think the way he's scoring, the way he's getting, I don't know. The team wise, I would say that maybe the uh, maybe the the uh, the okc team was a little better uh, but yeah i don't think that they were the same i i just don't i'm sorry it's oh, just uh, okay but right. i mean what's your what's your logic ashwin i i agree i my, my i agree ashwin has no logic ashwin's logic is steph curry what's his what's name russell westbrook is great i i agree with, is great i agree with russell westbrook is great but my logic is very simply this that nobody gave okc much of a chance westbrook had the ball most of the time he was doing most of the scoring obviously not as efficient as steph curry because he can't shoot like that but he did everything he could do to make sure that that team got to the playoffs he had to do everything 
they had had to beat everyone they had to do anything that number 6 seed in the west it's not even number 8 seed or number 7 seed 6 seed in the west on the last right, but the 6 seed was not very far away from the 9 seed by the way yeah that was a, that was a three team tiebreaker if i'm not mistaken that season three, yeah it was a three team tiebreaker those uh, those are uncorroborated facts i have no clue about whether it's true <laughs> or not but that's immaterial right. yeah well that's immaterial finish your point because yeah, i want uh, to say something then oh okay okay my point is simply that nobody gave them a chance they had to do bulk of the scoring they had to assist other people westbrook even had to assist so one more this steph curry has the luxury of you we like had raymond green you set a screen then you pass the ball uh, and you know like do your thing steph curry if steph curry gets the ball from you you have a very good chance of that pass being an assist so you know <laughs> let's it's uh, all count out i'm i'm I've, see i'm not even i'm my last point is no at the beginning of the year we thought that they would they would do the same unleashing or of steph on the nba like they did westbrook where they's like okay you take the ball you we will ride with you however far we can go with you we are going to go that far if you score we'll win if you don't score we'll not win and that's exactly what's happening which is why i'm saying that it's a very it's almost the same as westbrook doing that crazy thing in 2016 no not even talking about the numbers just talking 2017 about, yeah 20 17 yes 2017. yes 2017 2017 yes 2016 yeah. here's yes. here's here's my thing and here's where i feel fun- there's a fundamental difference between the way curry uh, between curry season now and and westbrook's uh, mvp triple double season is that mm-hmm. first of all both of them are not wired the same way right uh, westbrook is this westbrook is this bulldog who just decides he wants to he, if he wants it he's just going to like i i found out this ai really, 2.0 I would yeah I mean AIT 2.0 is a fantastic uh, uh, comparison you know I I just found out this this uh, thing about bulldogs recently and I had no clue pitbulls sorry that uh, apparently one of the reasons why pitbulls are used for fighting is they if they get if you get them to a particular rage um they fight until death so that, that's one of the reasons pitbulls are used for fighting I did not know this actually and, and, and they are pretty and, cute and, also pitbulls uh, yeah but that's that is that is westbrook right he is this guy who he he wants to get to the end of the game as soon as possible and go 100% all the time curry's the curry's temperament is very different uh, and one of the reasons why curry's temperament is that maybe it's because of who he is as a person i'm sure there's some part of it but it's also because of the system he's played in all these years right he and he's he has grown he has evolved in a system that has trusted its teammates uh and this year he's got some some bulk of the scoring that he needs to do and he's doing that 30 points a game which i believe if i'm not mistaken if you uh, extrapolate the numbers he's actually statistics wise he's better than his mvp season it's just that the numbers are a little lower because of the fact that he's playing only 34 minutes a game uh, i'm mm-hmm. I, i don't have that fact right but that's what i'm saying but one thing i will give you here ashwin is that curry doesn't need that temperament because that temperament's been brought to the game by draymond green yeah um, kelly ubre is trying but you know until until man we the team bought the team brought you on to shoot 38 to 40% from the three point line until you get there consistently i think it's just better to kind of lay off the oh i'm the kevin durant for the warriors please you know drop he, that story like is that what he says i think he, he said that? he said it or somebody asked him right at the beginning of the season um something about What kevin durant that? and he's yeah you have to check the story line it was really bonkers So so my point is that Draymond Green brings that intensity right um, and he gets penalized for it because you know, he doesn't technically score as much but he contributes in other ways but back to back to what uh, you know you had brought, brought up earlier which is Jokic uh, I get the case for Jokic I get the case for Embiid and you know we can spend time talking about it right now 
but another person i'm i'm quite surprised people are not talking about it and i'm sure you guys can back me up on some level is donovan mitchell why is why is oh because utah jazz is a shitty team didn't you hear this i didn't say they oh. are shitty team <laughs> i said they are <laughs> no one is really afraid ah. it's utah jazz precisely yeah, so but that but that that then in that case if that's the point that that makes donovan mitchell's case even stronger right right uh, right right no he's he's definitely a part of that race the yeah. the the team first of all the jazz are playing some incredible basketball one of the reasons he did not get I, i feel like he's not gotten much love yet is because i think the first four or five games he struggled pretty badly uh I, if i'm not mistaken he was not even scoring 15 points a game i think he was shooting 30% from the field i can't remember these figures but he was struggling mightily which when you consider that they've played just 20 plus games um four games is a big chunk four or five games is a big right. chunk but since then he has been really really good and he is the best player on the best team in the nba and uh, maybe not neck and shoulders above because he's i think dropping 25 a game and the the next five or six players on the utah jazz are nobody is dropping more good. than 17 18 points a game mm-hmm. but, but they're all consistent they're yeah. very consistent and i i think the 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 team is what is gelling and that brings me to Jok- uh, jokic's um, mvp candidature right in addition to jokic's individual stats and he's gone bonkers my god yeah. what i don't know what he did in the off season what is this like i mean 50 points he ate serbian food i can see now why he is fat because in serbia they eat like crazy it's, it's not even it's not even funny because a the food is super cheap i'm sorry sorry to cut you off here yeah, yeah. i have to talk about this uh, food you can always cut me off for food by the way the food is super cheap right uh, we were four people we ate to death and the it was like 25 dollars <laughs> right and the the salad is like you know i mean literally like a huge chunk it, it was i mean i i don't blame i don't blame yokich anymore for being fat it, but, I, I but then you have to give him more credit for losing weight it's like ah, more exactly. yes. food despite all <laughs> that and, and that's why that's why this whole yokich losing not yokich jokich being thin was such a big thing he's serbian and thin how is that even possible you know <laughs> this country men are like uh, hey he's uh, this is wrong i don't know why i just want to be an accent also but you know i'm guessing that's what they are saying Yeah. The reason why he's getting this much love is because of his team playing the way he is, right? And the yes, the stats are great, but the team is gelling well. Now, I think you can argue the the case against both Embiid and Jokic is that they've not had too many wins against really really big teams. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't have this at the back of my mind, but I think in terms of plus 500 teams, uh the Sixers have beaten maybe two and the Nuggets I think have beaten two or three i can't remember the numbers again i just checked this yeah before. but it's quite low yeah yeah so so which is which is which is should not be a knock on them because at the end of the day a win is a win i think vinith once on a earlier podcast i remember you saying this it really should it, yes quality of wins matters but at the end of the day the, the, if you got 50 wins if two teams have got 50 wins at the end of the tiebreaker they're not going to look at oh what are the quality of opponents you've beaten there's yeah. a whole other math to it right it's purely about the numbers then so wins are wins but i just feel that jokic is getting the attention because the rest of the team is actually rallying around him as well and of course he's doing these occasional flashy things where he's dropping 50 points and he's got these 30 point uh, triple doubles it's a valid case for the mvp no doubt about it but i'm still not seeing it as being a super strong case as let's say for joel mb 
Uh, that that's my only thing. I love the guy. I love Jokic, and I think he's only going to get better as the season goes along. As we've seen in the previous, if you notice his trajectory over the last couple of seasons, he gets better mm-hmm. as the season goes along. Yeah, you know, and he just begins to understand. It's like this. He's like this machine that adapts to his teammates so well, and he gets it, it's it's in, it's incredible to watch. So I feel he's going to get better. I think the case will get stronger, but I just feel that. the the team's win record despite it playing so well is not uh mvp conversation worthy just yet i think it's going to get there i don't think it's just yet there that's my that's my thing okay so so for this this my counter argument for this really is that mvps let's say there are two parts of mvps one is you have to be a successful team right the only only non successful team mvp is the great russell westbrook but you know <laughs> let's take that away ஒன்லிபி <laughs> which is the Utah Jazz uh, you know uh, LeBron uh, Joel Embiid and uh, and uh, what's his name Donovan Mitchell for example let's consider wow. Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz I think that uh, Jokic's team I mean I I don't know why you think Jokic's team is playing really good because I don't think they're playing really good their second player Jamal Murray is is shitting bricks uh, Uh, what's his name Michael Porter Jr has not played half the season yet and he's coming off the bench I don't know why his coach is not playing him after they gave up Jeremy Grant and everybody to play Michael Porter Jr I don't understand his second the second best player on the on the nuggets is an old Paul Millsap right so i i just i don't buy i mean i yes you know they they overachieved last year and they had this miraculous win against the clippers but and you know in that Jamal Murray played out of his mind against the Donovan Mitchell the, the Utah Jazz series but if you look at it right now the rest of the team is really really sh- shit as compared to the other teams the utah jazz team is really good everybody is consistent and they have mike conley people keep forgetting how amazing mike conley is and mike conley has finally like bought into the system and he's bought into like okay i'm going to play now i think maybe for a cu- for the first two years he was like fuck you know i had this great thing in memphis grizzlies now i'm playing with stupid people now he's like kind of playing getting it getting in shape and doing his thing and then you have you know Joe Ingles who's a team player can can give you 15 uh, 15 7 every any time you have uh, Bogdan Bogdanovic Boyan Boyan Bogdanovic who is a these are great team players that really mesh and they've played together this is Ashwin's point is they pl- played together for such a long time that i can definitely see that team itself being really good right uh, but for from the nuggets perspective the rest of the team has played absolute trash hmm. right and so for them to be even winning at this consistent pace and i think is just is that's why i give him the most valuable player because if you take him out like if you take donovan mitchell out i think utah jazz still is you know maybe a 4 5 6 seed but if you take jokic out of the out of the nuggets i just think that they're going to like not even make the playoffs because they're just playing that bad uh there's no player like if you have to pick a player who play, who's playing good you yeah, could name a single Correct. player and i so but yeah. i i would argue that that's probably why i think i think the i think the the 
the difference here is that i did not expect jamal murray to i was one of the few people i obviously i didn't put the prediction out so i can't stand by my words but i genuinely feel that what jamal murray was doing in the playoffs was not sustainable towards to the season i i don't there was this feeling something happened to him he he went bonkers and due credit to him but i maybe maybe for me because i had lower expectations of the nuggets team that that for me i was like that's why i think they are playing well but i agree with you on paper in, in, in the Michael Porter should be playing more. This there's no question about it. I think all three of us are yeah. on the page there. But man, the rest of the team is just oh, oh man. I don't, I don't even know how to. I, I don't even know how to say it. And I, hats off to. I, I, I think O man puts it uh, quite uh, concisely. Uh, yeah. For for Nuggets, I think the only problem with me is uh, I mean Vinit. If uh, again, where Jokic does all these things, then as a only winners should get the MVP. You're not going to vote for Jokic. Is is that the whole point of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why that's what I'm saying. So I think that's that's the that's the because thing against you, because him. Is when that you, because because when you said that uh, if you take Jokic out of the team, they completely deserve. I thought you were talking about how Jokic is so important to this Nuggets team, and you were going to vote for him. So it's like uh, conflicting uh, ideas. Are no, 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 no. Right? These are these are candidates, my friend. These are candidates for MVP. Huh. These but, are not. But you're not backing. MVP. You're not backing uh, Jokic for the MVP. So who is no, who, for me the who, are your, who are your picks by the way? Like uh, Vinita. Uh, like, for who, me, what's, what's right. your, where are you leaning towards? I mean LeBron. I mean there's, there's no doubt about it. LeBron uh, is the MVP. I don't think they're going to give it to him ever, man. Like he's, yeah, they're not going to give it to him. But he is the MVP. Uh, you know, his team is playing really good. He is playing really good. He's taking the team. He's doing. He's doing everything that's required. And Anthony Davis, for some reason, is just coasting. I don't know what the whole dynamic is, but what's Anthony uh, Davis? I, I, didn't I don't know. didn't uh, Draymond Green call Anthony Davis out of shape and fat, uh, like no, hinted so at him? He did not say the words. Anthony he did not say Davis. the words. Anthony he said, Davis. but someone of the Lakers. There is a superstar who is completely out of shape, and I think everybody can hey, see. If it, if right? Anthony Davis is out of shape, then please sign me up for that program. I want to be <laughs> that kind of out of shape, six I, foot ten. And I'm very. You know, I'm very. I think that I think more than the MVP race, that's the thing that struck struck me. That and this is not a storyline I followed, but yeah, I'm very disappointed in Anthony Davis as an NBA fan. You know, I just you know we all the reason he joined LeBron and the reason LeBron brought him on board was because they wanted to win a championship and they did it. Right now, you can argue whether it was a tough season or not a tough season, whatever those case may be. But they won a championship. Now a chip changes your mindset. It should right. be. It's, it's, it's either going to it's either going to throw you right ahead and boost you, or it's going to throw you at the back. Like Riley had said, I think he said something called the disease of more or disease of me or something. He had coined this when the Lakers had happened. When when the after the couple of championships, the Lakers had won, mm-hmm. and I genuinely expected Anthony Davis to boost ahead. And Absolutely. I don't know whether I that have. is entirely his fault. Whether some whether we as fans should put some of that. Responsibility on LeBron's shoulder because LeBron's been there, done that. He knows what it's like. So I'm very, I'm as an NBA fan, I think Anthony Davis is one of my biggest disappointments. I was expecting him to come out of the gates and drop 30 a night, man. And that guy can. Who is stopping can, Anthony easy. Davis? Easy, 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 30, 15 kind of guy, but. I don't know. I'm very disappointed. Especially when you have LeBron on the other hand, like no one's going to double team you. You know, and you've got a team full of very solid professional players. I think Dennis yeah, Schroeder was a fantastic signing for them. That was a big absolutely. issue last year. That 
they didn't really have anybody to responsibly take the ball out of lebron's hand so lebron had rondo na last year but the, i think schroeder is uh, rondo smart plus he is like extreme instant offense he's like a little lou williams so you know my, my thing is yeah, he's got more offense yeah my thing is Absolutely. with rondo has always been consistency like right? yeah and he, there, there is there is there is such a thing as playoff rondo we all know that oh, yeah, we saw what he did rondo, yeah. we saw what he did to the pelicans three seasons ago against the warriors the man was yeah. bonkers or against when he was with the with the bulls i think 2017 if i'm not mistaken remember that season yeah, they, they, they swept the Celtics. trailblazers dame lillard trailblazers 4-0 and rondo was on the, them the whole time it's bonkers so, rondo is great i think rondo will become a, one of the i think if if rondo decides to become a coach i think he'll go down as one of the greatest coaches ever i, I genuinely believe uh, he has I, don't think, I don't think so. i think he's going to get his entire team i don't out. think he has a temperament to be uh, a coach yeah. is my point he has maybe, the intellect maybe, but i don't think he has maybe, the temperament great but, great great uh, Yeah. fantastic i mean i think so with with all those fantastic signings that they've brought on board they actually brought pop, people who can put the ball on the floor create their own shots uh, to see anthony davis i don't know whether maybe anthony davis is saving himself for the playoffs where it all means something maybe, maybe. that's, that's, that's a, the yeah. only thing that could be the case but, but i mean i think, think what yeah. if, what uh, jonathan said us uh, it's because it's sometimes said you no know, it's sad to see because anthony davis he makes it seem so easy for him in the post and outside also and then he's because like no, is, is. i don't i don't want to do like i don't want to put 40 out like i, I don't think, i mean if it's not saving for the playoffs then i really don't know what he's his what he's saving because, for exactly uh, what he's saying for uh just one little thing i'm, I'm going to say uh, sure. i am done watching the washington wizards i saw three games of theirs <laughs> and this is the worst form of basketball i've seen in my life i it, it's upsetting it's uh, internally upsetting out externally uh, demotivating it makes me what do you not like about what the washington wizards they is? have giving they give absolutely no effort man there is literally no effort that they give uh, I, i was watching the game against the hornets one day and then i, I don't even want to recall they are watching the ball like i i mean i don't know if it's a fair assumption but you know a fair you know comparison but you know sometimes if you when you're playing at the park you know with a team they really don't know how how to play the game and they see look at the ball go and then they look at the ball come out and somebody else gets the rebound all five washington wizards are like oh okay miss it is no 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 absolutely no defensive rebounding absolutely no defense though but that's fine that's a little bit of an nba today's nba thing but such little effort man it is so sad well ashwin ashwin guess what you're not alone in that boat do you know another person who's tired of watching the wizards play Bradley B. <laughs> oh, Bradley B. Oh, I was like, you, you're watching the business. We know some. Okay, Bradley B. Will reach out to us. Uh, we will uh, rescue you. You can play in Thane. <laughs> no, but see, see, Jonathan, this is what I was. Tra- I, I, I've been debating. I think in all the podcasts, I don't think that Bradley B. is that great a player. He's a good scorer, but I mean, you know, good, good, like great players. Like however shitty your team is, they are able to rally them. to some amount of wins like what how much a wizards won and then four games i see i no five, five five games i think four games it doesn't matter i it was all fluke i'm pretty sure but two of it was fluke because of that two, the the ones against the nets two of those are fluke so you take those out right so but, i i just there's some there's something about bradley beal that i am not convinced i i think you that, cannot out 
perform a horrible coach you cannot do that scotty brooks thing without uh, having to do it dude, dude so. lebron Le, I, i know lebron like getting lebron into everything is a ridiculous thing yes, you please stop like doing that greats yo DeMar- yes one of so, the greats is it like uh, are you saying that it's like demarcus cousins okay let's situation? say chris paul let's say chris paul okay. chris paul is not a you know top 10 player of all time but chris paul had a absolute trash team in new orleans and he used to still take them consistently into the playoffs very very well and his team is the coach is uh, also who monty williams with the puck yeah, monty williams is a, a sun coach now nice guy yeah but he, when 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 okay. mr when he was my uh, my my thing with bradley beal is i have a feeling because so many people have been talking about how talented a scorer he is and what a bad situation he is con- continuously had with the wizards the the storyline is now in his favor right he is he is almost so so overrated is underrated i think there's something like that so the 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 issue is that people oh, are right. constantly mm-hmm. people are constantly talking about how bad a situation is oh look at this guy who can drop i mean he's dropped i think he's dropped 50 already this season right yeah uh, in a loss <laughs> yeah but he's like here's a guy who can score th- he can easily drop 30 a night he's he's an, an incredible player he's an incredibly sound basketball player i think any i think he can easily be the second best player on a championship team i feel that i genuinely do the problem is that he's never been in that situation he's never won anything meaningful and people have been talking about him being in a bad situation for so long that you know he's he's now gone into this conversation of oh my god if he goes into another team he'll turn the fortunes around i'm with you your vinith i don't necessarily i don't think he is i don't think he's a great player but i think he is definitely a player that can be a second or a third best player on a championship team legit yeah. he's a he's a legit yeah. scorer he can put the ball in the bucket you know and i'd like kairi right. like uncle drew clearly said it's like the games about buckets and he can get buckets the problem is he's not until he moves from that situation ne- nobody's ever going to know and that's when the conversation will will kind of that's when the conversation will self correct itself right when bradley beal actually moves to a situation oh, where he has to do something meaningful everything he does every basket he scores now is pointless and it has been pointless for the better part of 5 6 years that he's played with the wizards or i'm sorry over longer it could be no not not really i mean i think 2017 they made the western conference uh, eastern conference semifinals my point is they that they won one series with uh, paul pierce as their main guy that's it okay so yeah. 2017 2017 being 2017 we've we've had four seasons after that so where is where right, is the right, meaning right. in what he's doing and, and and let's let's face it right men young men need purpose in their life it is just a it's a fact and the fact that he ha- oh. he doesn't feel that there is a purpose to his busting his ass every night you can see it in his body language there was a gif i think floating around where like ashwin said the play is in motion he is wide open the ball first of all doesn't come to him that talks talks says volumes about the offensive position that was possession that was going on but he's not bothered and this is and badly he doesn't come across as a bad guy to me at all like i think we can all agree on that like he he feels like a guy yeah. who genuinely cares and loves the game but the situation is just so horrific for him i think he gets once he gets out of there goes on to a championship but, i hope it's he's not too late signed here. a signed a big ass contract man he said i want money i don't want to win like, like let me maybe, just maybe, no but body broke but but this is the thing no no so this is where i i i, I agree with everything that you're saying but still four wins sure. like how sure. bad a player can you be to have four wins like that's no i, I it's is I, i can't i mean i can't even think of that sure, you know, sure. Like, no, and it's a i'm going to i'm go- 
agree. I'm going to get D Rose into this picture. Hey, yo, D, six like, wins. Okay, just I just checked six wins minus six the two wins. from. Okay. Uh, so the Nets. Chicago Bulls, right? The Chicago Bulls uh, when D Rose got in as the you know the uh, round uh, first round pick. You look at the rest of the team it was trash, absolute trash, right? And he took them to becoming a contender. You know, like he got an MVP. So I I just don't obviously. So you're you're it, right that he's like the best. How about I give you one more example? Of the amazingly, oh, the, the great, uh, no, uh, no, it's not a, it's a sarcastic example. About the great Atlanta oh. Hawks, who were the number one seed. And Trey Young. At, no, not Trey Young. Uh, Al Hofford, Paul Millsap, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, Paul, what a this, team uh, that was. Man. Very dog. Uh, what a team. Man. Kyle Collins. And, LeBron and just what happened? LeBron, LeBron's like, I don't want to be first seed. You guys take first seed. You guys do team basketball, do all that huh, thing. So, okay, na, so what's, what, that's fine. It's the same thing. What's wrong in that? No, there's nothing wrong How with that. How is it the same thing? It's, it's the same thing D-Rose also did that time. That's what you're saying. No, but D-Rose had a shitty team. This team is also pretty shitty. Okay, Paul Wilsap. And what? Please. Al, Al Hofford, Paul Millsap. Oh, wow. Kyle Suddenly, Suddenly, Oh, Al Hofford, Paul Millsap, eh? Kyle Corver. What? I think, I think Ashwin, what are you talking? I think if Ashwin, you're, you're giving too less credit for to the, the Hawks. No, no, I'm saying that this is the same thing. Sorry. This is the same thing which happens in the East. One team suddenly will be like, oh, we'll do something. And then in the end, they get like, swept okay, by LeBron. I'll, give you, I'll, I'll tell you, the Hawks may be a bad example. The Raptors are a good example. Which Raptors? The Kawhi Raptors. The no man, Kawhi La- no Kawhi Raptors existed only one. The Mr. Demar Derozan. Demar Derozan Raptors. What did they do? That was that was that was a shitty team that kept winning. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, if you take that example, okay. But again, all these but teams. But not the Hawks. All these the Hawks are good teams. Let's, let's, let's just talk about the regular season, right? Because uh, okay. let, let's keep the MVP race in the regular season, not not uh, spill it over into okay, the, okay. what <laughs> happened eventually. Because then in that case, LeBron should have like some ten MVPs. Uh, Right now, MVP, yeah. deservedly so. Deservedly so. God, I mean, are, are you are you surprised that LeBron has become like so good? I mean, he was great the moment he entered, but nobody, no, you know, I, could have thought I have this the, is what he would be doing. I have the Slam magazine. His first as an eighteen-year-old, the Slam cover that he that he came on with a white and green. was a white and green. Green, yeah, green. That, yeah, yeah. That, that cover. Saint Vincent, Saint Mary, the chosen one. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. there was no way, there was no way anybody ever thought that he was going to get, uh, get to this stage. I don't Amazing. think anybody knew this story. Yeah. I, I think, I think still, people still underestimate the guy. Uh, yes. And I, 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 the funny part, I was just thinking about this the other day, is like, guys like Carmelo Anthony, guys like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, who are phenomenal, phenomenal scorers, right? They, they seem so small. In front of what LeBron has, like every time you have to compare Kevin Durant to LeBron, like Kevin Durant looks so small, but Kevin Durant is the most like unstoppable offensive force that I have seen. Absolutely. And it's just, and that's how good LeBron is, right? I mean, it's crazy. I'll tell you one fun LeBron fact, okay? It's a numbers wise. So. No, no, before you go there, before, before, before that. Yeah, before, I just want to remind people that Tim Duncan and the Spurs completely destroyed the best LeBron team 4-1. Completely dismayed. Okay, now you can. What a season. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the fun LeBron fact is so in the NBA, LeBron's career average is 27.77. Career average. Mm-hmm. 27 points, yes. 7 rebounds, 7 assists. But in his entire life, he has never had this exact score line. He's never had 27 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists in a game. Oh. What? 
kind of crazy. I that that it's, I it's, I would have never. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure that if he if he hears it, he the next game will go and do. No, so he's he's had 2877. <laughs> he's had 2776. Like he's come very close to it on some four five occasions, but never ever has he had 2777. And I think in the recent game against uh, Thunder, which they won, he was again very close to it. But I think he had 26 points and you know seven assists, eight rebounds. So that's again, an interesting stat. Expect Ashwin to find this stuff. We'll go off the. MVP track, but one person who we all thought would definitely be, you know, MVP caliber, MVP capable, like he'll come into the season. Every, everyone wise. gave him the winner. Yes, it was Luka Doncic. Everyone said, everyone said that he is going to win. Then yeah, he's going to win. A, I think yeah. the odds for Vegas. I think for odds for Vegas were well, Doncic had the second best odds, if I'm not mistaken, if not the best odds before the season started. The best odds. He had the best odds. Yeah. Before the before the season, and he's uh, let's let, very great, you know, uh, he he's had a pretty shitty season because when the expectations are so high and we sort of like because last year he did much better than his rookie season and we were like okay this guy is now going to be the next LeBron he can get rebound with the best people he can assist out of his head he can shoot the ball out of the gym and everything and balls of steel uh, oh yes those those also balls of steel. <laughs> Every single thing has been down for him this year. The team is also not doing that great, which I think is more disappointing than Luca by himself, you know, not uh, having great numbers. Uh, Vinid is a huge fan of Luca since he came huge. into the league. Uh, Jonathan, what are your feels about Luca Doncic not being as great? Because I, I think Anthony Davis and him would be probably, you know, the top two disappointments of the season, apart from having uh, to watch uh, Wizards games. My my response to anybody who thinks Luca Doncic is not that great is he's fucking twenty one. He's 21. Mm. No, he he. What he did in the playoffs last year as a 20-year-old slash 21-year-old is was unprecedented. Un, there's there is no there is no LeBron LeBron LeBron. <laughs> Tim Duncan. Hey, what Tim Duncan? Tim Duncan was in college for Tim four Duncan, years. Tim Duncan. Give hey. all due credit to LeBron and Tim Duncan. Let's let's also remember that LeBron did it in the East, right? I I don't understand That's why true. these people so come conveniently sweep LeBron's. LeBron is a freaking legend. There is no doubt about it. Anybody who says anything otherwise is stupid. Borderline stupid. Not borderline, is stupid. Stupid. No stupid. 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 Yeah, no borders. Throw him into the stupid But, but, but to do that in the West, which was loaded, is unprecedented in my yeah. opinion. Right. So he's Fair 21. Enough. I think he's not having a great season, but he's not having a shitty season either. He's figuring it out, right? You have to also understand that he's a young kid who, whether we, I don't know. He's first of all, he's not made himself as available to public as most of the other public savvy, um, you know, stars. Even Giannis, for example, has come. He he makes himself available to public through his social media channels. Nobody really knows who Luka Doncic is, right? Uh, unless, un, other than the, some other than some of the Mavericks insider. So you don't know how he's wired. So at no point of time can anybody convincingly say, unless somebody who knows him really well, say that they know how he is reacting to all this information he's getting from social media. Is he, does he follow social media, for example? Does he read these storylines? Are they impacting him or does he keep himself away from it? If he's isolating himself from it and he's having this kind of a season, then we can have another conversation. We can have a deeper conversation about it. But if he's consuming this stuff and he's got all these expectations, we have no clue how he's reacting to them. And, and let's face it, this is not his country. Right, he's not an American. Unlike a lot of the yeah. lot of the young players who are the 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old phenoms who have who came to the U.S., studied one year in college, and then came back. They 
I experienced the culture. Think about some of like I think the one of the examples that comes to my head is the jet the guy who got drafted by the Detroit Pistons. I forget his name. Darko uh, Milicic. Darko Milicic. I mean, he was an 18-year-old phenomenon in 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 uh, in Europe, and he came mm-hmm. here and he completely disintegrated. Ricky Rubio, yeah. another example. A 16, as a 16-year-old, he went toe-to-toe with Jason Kidd in the Olympic finals. Yeah. Right, and he came to the league at 17-18, and he's not had a great career. Uh, he's had a good career. It's a solid career. He's a great second option point guard for a championship team, but he's not the Ricky Rubio we all thought he was going to be. So I think I think the I think the flack that in general people are giving Luka Doncic for the way this season is going is unfair. He's not having a great season, which is which can be chalked up to adjustments that people are making to him. Let's not forget that I think you guys only spoke about it in in one of your podcasts, and it's like how. It was, I think, till about five to eight years ago, it was offenses adjusting. Now defenses adjust much better, right? And because you have this, because it's become this three and layups kind of game, people adjust better. And let's not give due credit to the defenses that are playing Luka Doncic. They know that, and, and that, that's going to bring me to my next point. They know that Doncic is the focus of attention on the Mavericks. So let's adjust our defenses to make sure he doesn't score, get as as little impact, has a, have as little impact on the game as possible, and forget about the rest of the people. Who else is scoring on the Mavericks? Where's the rest of the team? Where's Porzingis? Yeah. Who who who, who, who what happened to Porzingis? Can Porzingis be? I mean, can can the Mavs look at a legit Porzingis trade, or does Cuban know something that others don't know? That maybe there is there is some potential to this young guy. He there is no help on the Mavericks. This not not to take away responsibility from Doncic. I think he deserves that responsibility and if you the unfortunate thing of unfortunate the downside of being that great so young is that you have to carry that expectation into the next season and nobody knows how you deal with that expectation right so i feel the flack is unfair i definitely don't think he's anywhere close to an mvp conversation i don't think he's in the top 10 and he doesn't deserve to be but let's also call a spade a spade the mavericks have a really really crappy team Bad i think team, the man. i think the yeah. team is 6 deep as best 7 as absolutely they gave away everyone good set curry and all they gave away last year that's my challenge. yeah i don't know why they gave set curry man that's just, just so stupid i i i that's that's a story i would like to read that like i want to know the real story behind set curry leaving the mavericks uh Does it Seth Curry like the son-in-law of uh, Doc Rivers yeah, something yeah. like that or no? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think as an NBA star, if you want to be a star, you take the you take the responsibility for what's happening for your team. Like Vinita just said about how stars actually make their team better, right? It's just a fact. But let's also face the reality that the Mavericks are a really really poor team this year. And and unless somebody But, actually uh, steps up, uh, Jojo, uh, what I would say to that is, see, in that case, I think Mavs and Warriors are pretty similar in that there's one transcendent star, and everyone else has just got to do their job. I, I think that puts Draymond Green's contribution a little bit more in focus because he is doing what Porzingis should be doing, like some giving some help to Steph Curry because contributing Steph Curry, to the game, contributing to your potential, right. because. I I think that's the best or uh, best version of Draymond Green where he uh, shouts on defense and passes the ball to the right person at the right time right right but uh, because Steph Curry is also one of those people who are the offenses I mean defenses have been seeing for 5 years they know exactly what is going to happen in a Steph Curry set like he's going to go fa- fake as if he's not going to go somewhere then come off of two screens and 
the defenses have not been able to adjust to it so i think a little bit of that has to go to, that uh, responsibility has to go to luka in that maybe he is not done his homework because he's shooting like worse than russell westbrook from three point and anytime you're shooting worse than russell westbrook from any point you need to know that you know this and anytime you're shooting like, worse than russell westbrook period you need there's, some, there's something you need, there's, there's something there's, there's some some sort of issue with you and this is not like luka doesn't know how to score he has a great shooting action he's a european guy so he like he was born like they taught him how to shoot first and then they taught him how to run and uh, like some somewhere i mean one thing that i noticed was you know when luka first came into the league he ha- he was you know like clean there was no tattoos on his arm and all now he's all covered in tattoos he's become a different uh, sort of a, he's americanized oh the indian uncle is here the indian uncle tattoo oh, mil gaya all the tattoos yeah. is gone <laughs> i i should not be wearing this t-shirt man this is just uh, invalidating all my points but anyway uh, i i think uh, i don't know i mean it, it is possible that you know he has forgotten all the great european things that made him great like he said that you know it's easier to score in the nba and especially compared to you know your uh, foreign leagues your euro basket where they have zone there's that guy always under the basket so it's not like you can always go for a layup and he killed it as a teenager 16 year old he was killing it in that system so somewhere something has gone so, wrong and, and i'm not saying that you know I, see obviously we say the same thing about yanis because our job is to talk it's not like we have to go and score any baskets yanis every hey. every year we have, we say the same thing about yanis that he's he's become a liability and he drops 47 points but we talk about one missed jumper at the end but again with yanis also our major issue is that he has not learned how to have a reliable 16 foot jumper which he can you know use pull out at some time It, maybe it's because his hands are his fingers are too long whatever it is like he's not we've not seen any difference from yanis 2 years ago to now he still struggles and this year he's struggling more at the free throw line also so right. uh, all our all our feedback to luka is only on that like next year if he does great we are going to say that oh my god we were we always believed in him but this year he's absolutely sucking balls and uh, yeah. so, somewhere I, i agree that mavs are absolutely horrible and absolutely i think Kristaps uh, Porzingis is probably the happiest guy because everyone has forgotten that he was an all-star he was supposed to be that's the unicorn they the him. next Kevin Durant I, exactly that's the, the only reason that they signed him and uh, he he is he is is he is as absent as uh, certain music at uh, stadiums but we'll not go there anyway but listen the thing is the thing is i want to i want to talk about uh, the age thing right so i was looking at certain ages of okay. certain greats okay Uh, I was great so, at uh, 15 you know, and I just wanted to put that out. After that it's been down. No, no. See, I think I think I think no, the reason why I'm saying this because you know, uh Jojo said that he's 21 and we need to cut him slack and we should cut him slack because he is still very very young. But, you know, in the Mavs itself there was this foreign born German player who came who had never played like he had never even played in the German whatever the Euro leagues. he was a you know he played in the german second league we need to have one of those bells for when you mention one of those two people no and and he came in as a 20 year old and by age 21 22 he was taking the mavs to the playoffs and getting killed by another 21 year old tim duncan right and you know who was not being useful kobe, kobe bryant. bryant oh how did i guess that <laughs> <laughs> If Nakul Yadav is watching, fact. he's going to throw something at the screen right now. <laughs> just, just spitting facts here. This, no, so, so, I, so keeping that in keeping that in context, I do agree that he's really young. 
but there are there is president of grace i i don't agree with this young part I, i'll tell you why because he is in playing basketball since he is 16 yes yes he is and he has been playing with with grown ass men exactly yes. so, he's been playing so since i i don't 15, i don't now. right hmm. but we have to agree that his his team is shit uh but there's just one four games in a row so you know maybe he's just adjusting so i think it's too early to to throw doncic under the bus because he is he has always proven that he is great He's, he's always delivered. So stop, I would say just if, give him some if, more time. If he stop throwing people under the bus, then we'll have to talk great about everyone else. We'll be like, ah, yes, this person is also great. No, this no, no I'm just saying give him some more this time. This person is also great. Just give him some more we time. Give him 20 games, man. Just give him 20 games. That's all. Yeah, so what? He's, 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 uh, he's almost, he's almost the uh, same number of games won like Steph Curry's Warriors. So I don't think that's bad. It's uh, pretty close. It's pretty close. My my yeah, only so. my only my only thing is that fair enough okay let's let's say let's let's even take the age thing off the table right let's take I uh, fair enough I will give you guys the benefit of the I disagree there but I will give you the benefit of the doubt that he's been playing for a very long time and he's been playing with grown men uh, for a very long time and 21 is 21 for a Doncic is probably 25 or 26 because in in basketball years because he's been playing so long but it's I I still I still want to then give credit to the adjustment factor. There is there is nobody else on the Mavericks that takes the attention away from the defenses. Yeah. Right? As Yeah. I mean as 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 poor a scorer as Raymond Green is, right? Because you brought that example. As poor a scorer as he is, defenses still have to adjust to Green because they have no clue what he's going to do with the ball. Like when Raymond Green has the ball in his hands except for scoring, the man is a genius right and in terms of whoa in, whoa whoa it is ah. it is a fact it is a fact you don't you don't average 12 point you don't average 12 assists a game if you're not a genius with the ball in your hand it's impossible if you have to throw the ball to steph curry who is the best shooter of all time or clay thompson what clay thompson is not like you are going to have i'm talking about i'm talking about the month of february 2021 ah okay right in okay, the month of february 2021 if you're averaging 12 assists in the western conference which is which we as we all can agree has gotten far tougher is extremely loaded to average 12 assists a game you cannot not be a genius with the ball in your hand except for scoring and i i made that point very clear i gave that disclaimer except for scoring nobody hmm. cares about draymond green like that that three he heaved uh, <laughs> a couple of a couple of a week a couple of weeks ago in the spurs he thought it was a smart move it's a i think somebody Somebody call it the smartest dumb move in the history of the NBA or some something like that. I don't know. Oh, I think it was three point two. Yeah, three point he the three point he heaved. Yeah, he thought he would get because fouled. Thought, they're like, oh, who is who in their right mind is going to foul Draymond Green? The defenses in that situation want the ball to go to Draymond Green because they don't care. They don't have to foul him. If it goes into anybody else's hands, they have to foul the player. So, but that being said. at the very least he takes attention of Steph Curry when he moves he is not this pillar that stands in one place and passes like you know in the and one mixtapes if you remember there was this big player named Escalade who literally would just go stand you would block the fat guy yeah this yeah. really huge guy he was 65 i think he weighed 300 pounds he was probably heavier than Shaq wasn't he the brother of wasn't he the brother of Mark Jackson i have a feeling he was related to some nba player but i don't know the details like if you watch those old big steps he would do this thing where he just go plonk himself right between low post and high post not even low post not even high post he plonk himself he would just stand there stationary he's so big you can't move him and he would shoot passes out from there and he'd average like 5 6 assists a game of course that's and one and it's street ball and it's fun yes but green's not that yeah troy troy escalate jackson yeah troy, yeah correct correct so 
So yeah. Green's not Brother that of he Mark takes, Jackson. He takes the attention and that's one of the reasons why people are upset with Ubre because you need to take that attention off Curry. Now Curry is so transcendent that even if you got give him all the attention, he's going to find a way to score. Doncic has not got there yet. I don't think he is. And at some point of time you need to give if if you're if you've got that many possessions in a game and Mavs are playing at a pretty high pace, how are you who is taking attention of of Doncic? They the defenses are not scared of anybody on the Mavericks. Yeah. Nobody. So I fair enough. If he's young, he's if he's not young, he's not young. But who who are you afraid of on the Mavericks? I think a college team could play the Mavericks team and 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 just realize that hey, all we have to do is keep this Doncic, put all five players on him. Let's figure out the other Mavericks. The Mavericks will still only manage to win by ten points. And and this is a knock on the yeah, organization yeah. for not putting a team around him to succeed. Fair enough. Anyway, we we've we've talked about uh, Steph Curry. We've talked about Jokic. Embiid, Giannis, no, not Giannis, uh, LeBron, <laughs> Westbrook, and all those people. And Vineet, what do they all have in common? Yes, exactly. You're right. They're all all-stars. So we are going to segue into the all-star game. This uh, is supposed to happen. Uh, they they had, they scheduled the whole thing. Votes are going in. Uh, Jonathan, I'll want to know your all-star team, but also, uh, should they have the all-star game? Does it make sense? Uh, we... Like, give us an insight about what you are thinking as well. I think the All-Star game is a business decision. And not, I think, it is a business decision, right? It's, I think, um, not, I think, I, I believe Chris Paul came out, uh, Chris Paul's statement says it all, right? He's like, the All-Star game is not a player's decision. It is the decision of the management, um, of the of the league. And as players, we have to find a way to have that conversation. We're still figuring out on a day-to-day basis, but we have to have that conversation. And, See, man, the, look at all the players who have come out in opposition of the All-Star game happening, right? Uh, one is, of course, they are the most media-friendly players. So, whether it's a LeBron, whether it is Giannis, um, obviously the big stars. And then you have somebody like D'Aaron Fox who made his comments. Now, it's easy for the... Here's the deal, and I think this conversation we had on our group, NBA Wallas. Shout out to the NBA Wallas. One of the conversations... One of the conversations we had, which is very is like a lot of this um, post-pandemic conversation around the business of NBA has largely been front-ended on the media side, huh? on the media side, not front-ended on the on the negotiation table, but on the media side, it's been front-ended. The conversation has been front-ended by the top-end players, players who are all stars. sitting on 150, 200 million dollar contracts. LeBron's very close to becoming a billionaire. Uh, mm-hmm. it's easy for these people to say, hey, man, we should not have, it's a pandemic. Those are valid points. Should you have an, an all-star game? Should you have a crowded game at all? A crowded crowd in the pandemic? Doubtful, because the US is still struggling as a country. It's still struggling with the pandemic. But it is a business decision that will impact most of all the people in the middle of the pack for sal- in, in terms of salary. It'll affect that that what what we would what would we would crudely call the middle class NBA players because the NBA lost 1.5 billion dollars last year, mm-hmm. right? I think this is a number that's fairly public. They are yep. most likely they are most likely going to lose money this year, but they just don't know, and we don't know. And the reason why we don't know what that figure is is because we still don't know how they are adjusting a whole bunch of things behind the scenes. Like we don't know the conversations that are going on between Turner Sports and Adam Silver and and the NBPA so on and so forth. But you have to look at the All-Star game as a business decision. I get that these players are concerned about safety. But let me say this. 
which was the first league in the world to complete its season with zero COVID, positive COVID uh, tests. The NBA. So if anybody can pull off an all-star game, it's the NBA. Right. There are two people that can pull out a massive... There are two people who can confidently pull off... Actually, sorry. There are three people, who three leagues that can pull off a massive event now. The UFC, which has two players per, per game, literally. Of course, you, if you take the card, it's 15, 16 players. The NBA that played completed its season i can't even remember the number of games uh, i can't was it 100 games including playoffs 150 games or something like that they completed their season in a bubble and then uh, with you know shout out to india the ipl right uh, i mean and this is because i actually know somebody who was part of the organizing committee for the ipl from the star sports team and he was help, he was just giving me 5% like a summary of the arrangements that they made to create a bubble and it blew my mind like I had my brains falling out of my ears because it was so complex. Just five minutes. There's apparently a massive documentary coming about coming out about it. So I was like, if there is a league that you can trust to run this run this game without any issues, it's the NBA. You bet on the NBA for doing that. It's a business decision. I feel I feel the All Star game should happen, but it needs to happen under the strictest medical protocols. And from from watching the NBA bubble last season. I don't think anybody anybody is more anal about stricter protocols than the NBA. Like, you could mess to some extent with David Stern because you could have a conversation with him. People underestimate what a badass Adam Silver is. You don't fuck with Adam Silver. You know, so I I I, I think the All-Star game should happen. Uh, I think it should happen under, uh, you know, closer medical protocols. Where I feel my opinion differs from some of the players is that clause in the in the contract the NBPA the CBA I think it's a CBA which talks about their mandatory participation right because that is where we are in unique times and much of the CBA you you have to overlook or you have to relook at every contract that is signed if you're not relooking at contracts anyway you are an asshole right so I think that that part that clause should be re-looked at because I believe if you don't attend it and you are actually not uh, injured, then you you stand you stand to face a fine. Maybe they face some repercussion, may, maybe, but I don't think it's right to fine them because it is their choice. If they feel, and it's not just about the player, right? It's about the player's family safety. So a player may say no, but he or she, especially under the circumstances of the pandemic, should not be penalized because he or she is making a personal decision. Right, and then one last thing I'll say is, I'm with I'm I'm in agreement with LeBron on the whole exhaustion bit, right? Because the last season went on longer than expected. The next this season started way quicker than we expected, yeah. and yeah. they were really looking forward to that five day break, right? Which so that I I agree with Mr. James, but then again, which brings me back to my earlier point: if somebody wants to take that five just for this season and until you have the pandemic in control, it's possible. We can do a one-off. The NBA is, NBA, as a, if you look at the history of the NBA, there have been multiple cases where they have done things one-off, right? Like, uh, let's, let's not, uh, let's not... Uh, don't don't bring say. back Westbrook into this. No, no, not Westbrook, but the, the legendary Chris Paul trade. The legendary oh, yeah, Chris yeah, yeah. Paul trade was a one-off, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Nobody's talking, everybody's talking about it, but nobody's, so my point is, if we can do this as a one-off, where you give, have the All-Star game, give a choice to the players to perform, and if they don't want to, make adjustments to it accordingly. The challenge there is that if all the All-Stars decide to sit out, 
then is it even a sponsors event thing right because sponsors are going to put money in the all star because there is a lebron or a curry or a yanis going to be there but if all the lebron curries or yanis is not going to be there and you just have a bunch of say not a plus players but a players or b plus players then is it even a worthy event i still think it is but i feel the all star game should happen but they should re look that clause in the cba about attendance that's that's my opinion on it it's a business decision so those are all the opinions that any human being could ever have i think <laughs> no but i i'm curious to hear your see i i'm curious to see the thing is the way i look at you guys is ashwin you are i look at you more as the fan and as 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 much of a fan as vinit is i understand i see he's got a business and analytical mind so i i'm curious to know <laughs> what you guys the way you guys are looking at this right like what what is well, for me opinion? for me it's very simple right it's it's this is not the same bubble that we were in last year the players are not isolated they are out in the world so then you have to understand that i mean how many events are there this time uh, do you really what i agree with that i mean i'd never thought about the cba sort of thing like if you are getting penalized it's unfair because these are not the same terms in which they signed the cba in 2011 absolutely right so 100% they have to have some sort of justification for that um, i mean they were already lost 1.5 billion last year like how does it matter if they lose a little bit more just to make sure it's because the nba from the beginning i see I, I, I like consistency, right? They've consistently been saying that we want, we want, we don't want stupid things to happen. We don't want people mixing uh, at mixers. We don't want because we want the players to be safe. We want if somebody, like you said in the beginning, right? The Durant thing. The intention there was purely let's not get an infected person around uninfected people, which is an amazing yes. initiative to have. But then one part of that is also to not have unnecessary crowds. Like the yes. reason we don't, we're not letting fans in the stadiums is for the same reason. The reason yes. we are doing uh, all these mandatory checks, everything is for one reason. And then suddenly you're like, okay, now everybody come together for this thing. It doesn't make sense to me. That's it. As a fan, the All-Star game uh, last year, you know, it happened after Kobe's death and then they had played a really great match. So we are right. sort of yeah. mostly looking only for that, right? And the slam dunk competition. Right. Uh, uh, we are living in a little bit of a you know like a paranoid time so i i'm not i'm kind of okay with even if they don't have the all-star game i'm i'm as a fan i'm okay with it because i want to get to the real games the ones where they i i'm not even sure if they'll be you know that that much that interested in i'm i'm really not sure but i'm kind of as a fan i'm okay with uh them not having the all-star game this year of course when uh, the, when before you say yeah. something i want to repeat i want to respond to something that ashwin says not as a as a response but so i i don't know where it is i think the athletic has athletic got access to and i maybe it's public information now but apparently there is even a three or four day protocol to be followed before the all star game and there are a lot of the events are not happening around the all star game oh, they are not even sure happen. at this they are, they are they are not even sure at this point of time if they're going to allow audiences uh spectators that's because i think the atlanta hawks were right now it's technically supposed to be happening in atlanta um they, but there's no information still i think the hawks are allowing up, up to 1000 fans per game right now so they are not know sure whether they are going to they are not sure if they are going to allow spectators and um testing has gotten super 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 crazy right now right in the sense it's gotten very it's gotten as specific as possible you have overnight tests it's it's been all tested the the we have evolved the science behind covid testing has evolved so if they can put to, and you're right in this case all the players are not in a bubble they are all going to come from different cities but 
the I believe the format that they are following, if they have to, if they are going to go through the All Star, is to bring all the players first. The way they started the previous bubble, which is to isolate them, test them, and then execute the event, oh, is true. what I believe is is the is the fall. I'll I'll I kind of send it to you guys. I put it on the NBA Wallers group. I'd seen it on the Athletics, so I'll take a screenshot and send it to you guys. But Vineet, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think the thoughts are similar. You know, I think that nobody reads the fine print. Uh, so when it's always, you know, emotions get the get the best Correct. of people. Uh, you know, everybody thinks that, you know, all star game will kill people, and you know, it's just it's just too much of like just emotions riding. And you're right that you know, if there's any any league that can execute a decent game of basketball, I think, or any sport is probably the NBA. And I did read some stuff about it, and you know, I think they they will follow all the protocols. I feel like. You know, LeBron's been kind of bitchy about it. You know, uh, he's probably, he's probably like gotten the most out of the sport. Uh, and he could have, I think he could have handled it in a much better way. Right. Than saying this is a slap on our face. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just, you know, him being trying to get like some kind of emotion. I don't know. I just, I, I don't think that that was the, of the, all the responses that LeBron has given, I just think that that was probably the worst response he could have given to something that he clearly knows is a business decision. And he has been on the better end of all these business decisions where he has gotten whatever contract he wants at whatever price he wants to do whatever the fuck he wants. So it's just, I just think that it's just a spoil of riches for him. Uh, and for the rest, you know, I think uh, most of the people that will get to go in the all-star game all are, all are fucking millionaires so I, it doesn't even matter to these guys right whether they play they don't play they get fined it doesn't matter to them right. uh, they already have these contracts and and so you know even this argument that people have that oh there are some like you said you know like middle class all-star players it really doesn't affect them because they are not even going to get into the all-star so it doesn't matter to them no so um, so so my response there is, is, it's not, it's not about the money that the All-Star makes is going to directly affect them. The money that the All-Star will make, basis, basis having the All-Star versus gets, not having the All-Star is going to affect BRI, basketball related income, which will then affect the end of, end of season cut that they get from the basketball related income, right? They get 51% of the basketball related income. So any impact on the sponsorship that will happen with what is called BRI, if the if and this is something we don't know, right? We don't know how Adam Silver is going to play that game with 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 uh, with the people that are paying the NBA. And in this case, particularly Turner, right? Turner is the big baby here, right? Which is the 24 billion contract for the the TV rights. So now the whole conversation is that if we don't have the All Star game, like one of the things I read, which was very interesting, said if we don't have the All Star game, then we'll probably have the, the NBA might compensate Turner by having more nationally televised games, right? But then that will impact the regional contracts that they have because the regional contracts have exclusive games. That's why you don't see certain games on national TV in the US. And national TV in this case is Turner, ESPN, that kind of stuff. So, uh, so that's where it impacts the middle class. I do agree that they are millionaires. Maybe a lot of them don't need the money. But I also feel like, and this is where you and I are on the same page, I feel that for somebody at the level of LeBron, to say what he did, and you know, I think I think I'm I'm done with LeBron's stupid answers to the NBA, right? Um, Seriously, because you know there are there are there are multiple. Is this not the first time he's done it? He's done it multiple times before. I think he even did it at the start of the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken, where he said, "If there is no, if there are no fans in the arena, I'm not going to fucking play." 
and you know you remember that stuff and and he's done this historically in his career now one side there's one group of people that say this is lebron playing the media which is possible you know let's not let's give him benefit of the doubt maybe he is that freaking smart and has that kind of an iq where he's like if i'm going to say the if i'm going to give you the pc version of things then maybe nobody's going to bother if i say something as um, uh, you know as provocative as slap in the face and especially with racism being such a big deal in the us it's like oh you're going to slap a black yeah. man's face and you know it 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 riles people up like you just said initially it's emotion right so yeah. but if he said it out of what this is what he truly feels and that's a stupid answer and lebron no should know better uh, so i just feel that the conversation should go more towards people who have more to lose um, you know lebron losing uh, xm lebron using 1 million versus lebron who makes 40 million a year lebron losing 1 million versus somebody who makes 5 million a year losing 1 million is a massive difference so i think the the problem is media is not going to cover the opinion of somebody who is earning 5 million because he is a player who is going to shut up and wants to earn his money he wants to feed his family he and whatever the reason his reasons might be media is always going to follow the big storyline so i just feel that this is uh it's it's blown out of proportion i genuinely do uh, there are sports events are happening all over the world absolutely successfully within bubbles uh, so nobody can categorically look me in the eye and tell me that you know jonathan this is not possible that's a stupid statement uh, but can we have it in a way that keeps all parties interested and when i say all parties the nba the players which is the nbpa and even the sponsors and the fans you have to consider all four sides and i genuinely truly believe if they sit through and there are enough of smart people at the table uh, including silver michel roberts chris paul uh, there are enough of smart people at the table to figure out a solution where all four vested parties get a solution it, it's impossible that we don't have i think vinith and i were talking about this just before this podcast that as a human race we have this ability to find solutions when you're back into the corner and this is a back back into the corner situation right can we have the all star game or not because it's going to impact it's going to impact finances can we find a solution and i think we can i think they should ask the guys who get paid a lot to say okay whatever we lose in tv rights you guys give back in salaries yeah like something like and that and then see who doesn't play the all star game there, there is a solution obviously there and is a solution. this is what ball spay does we give uh, innovative solutions to problems that we didn't know we had and uh, yeah i mean that's now uh, we will uh, stop our basketball talk for a while and uh, jojo can you give us a little insight if you can i don't know if your work is covered by a lot of ndas but what exactly are you working on right now is that possible for you to give sure, us some insight sure man i uh so i'm actually doing uh two things right now i'm actually working with uh, a company called sportjo.com and if you've got people who are viewing who are interested in you know what sportjo.com is very interestingly doing is it's streamlining the process of hiring in the sports industry in india i think mostly now if you want to get a job in the sports industry in india there's only one way which is you start a podcast <laughs> that's that's definitely one way that's not working actually, <laughs> absolutely but uh, th- there are two ways to do it either you find the job on linkedin and apply or you actually know somebody in the sports industry what sportjo is doing is uh, through a proprietary process they are actually streamlining that process so you go from um, so i'm actually doing a lot of content for them i'm not working i'm not officially an employee with them but i do a lot of content consultancy with them it started by a very sharp mind a guy named g shrinivasan who's pretty much been at the top of all marketing in india whether it is um, 
the uh, he's headed ma- Nike marketing. He's done BCCI. He's been at the at Reliance IMG. Do you guys remember? There was this legendary cricket ad that came out that Nike put out where they were playing cricket on top of the buses. You remember yeah. this ad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so that that was Shrini's ad, by the way. Like Shrini was head of marketing, was was the person in charge. So really sharp guy. So he started this because he saw a gap in the market. So I do con- content consultancy for them. Um, I do some writing work for Fancode, which uh, I'm sure you guys already know. Yes, uh, the Fancode is trying to become the Netflix, uh, is aiming to become the Netflix for sports, live sports uh, globally. They're starting with India as a market. Um, and then, uh, as usual, I'm continuing to look for funding and talk to a bunch of people for my elite level basketball academy. Uh, I think 2020 has given me some space and some time to put more focus on it. Uh, so that's the focus, man. That's what's keeping me busy. I, I remember Jojo talking about this during Basketball Babas and then we met for uh, the NBA India game also that, you know, like this right. is his... Bring his, back Basketball Babas. We need to bring <laughs> it back. But we need to bring him back to uh, civilization. Now he's in a... But, but then he'll have to do stuff for... for then you would have to do stuff for non-profit then. Because he doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Then then it's then it's about me achieving whatever, whatever Babas are supposed to achieve. Oh, that, which is uh, anything but money. <laughs> anything anything but, money, but money. Exactly. I'll just have a loin cloth. That's all. <laughs> we we will have that. Oh, <laughs> we will have a loin. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean that that's all time there is for this episode of the this episode uh, six. I think I, I think it's six. I forgot what it was. We we had six, a, six. we had an episode last week and it got canned due to technical issues and. Uh, yeah, that was sad. We we hope that it would not happen. But every season, one episode will be there which will rec- be recorded but will never come out. So we've chalked it up to that itself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jonathan, thank you so much, man, for joining us. Uh, viewers, uh, like, share, subscribe, uh, follow and do all those things. But uh, yeah, I mean, also follow. I'll, I'll link Jonathan Singh. He's, I'll, I'll link Whatever you can link. I, I'll link that sports thing because if you guys are listening to us, then you might be interested in maybe having a career in sports. So, mom, maybe you got a career in sports. So we'll, we'll, I'll link it. I'll link mom, it. mom can become like number one fan of anything sports. Anything sports. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much, uh, Vineet. Uh, All right. You say bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye-bye, guys. Thanks a lot, Jonathan.